that are uh, some passages that are quite fitting for all of us, but it's also going to be, uh, it's for CJ as well. And that's uh, Psalm 116, 15, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. And then also the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 8, be, he'd rather be absent from the body, but present with the Lord. And wow, you know. So anyway, I, uh, I met CJ back in 2007, and I'm just going to kind of go through a little timeline here. And uh, I was reading my Bible at the uh, bread company, which I frequent every day, and uh, I do my, my business there, and I was doing some Bible study, and this, this guy came up to me, and he said, what, Bi- what Bible are you reading? I said, oh, I'm King James. He goes, good. <laughs> uh, and uh, so after that, we just started... Um, meeting together. We, he lived fairly close to the bread company, and, and uh, I did as well, and we started meeting there and doing Bible studies together. And um, this guy had the biggest collection of books I've ever seen that he used to carry around with him. I mean, he brought, he had stuff on Greek and Hebrew, and even though neither one of us knew a lot of Greek and Hebrew, we had a lot of study helps, and we, he was really good on the history. He knew a lot about the, the manuscripts that the King James was written from, and, and uh, we, we talked a lot about uh, the false, false manuscripts, bad manuscripts and things like that that were brought in by heretics, and I, I'm not going to get into all that, but the, the reason why I'm sharing that, I just kind of as a side note, is this is something that CJ would have wanted me to talk about a little bit, and I'm, like I said, I'm not going to go into a, a lot of detail. Uh, Pastor Rick's going to talk a little bit in, in the sermon regarding that, but, but basically... Uh, we just started studying this stuff, and the more more uh, I, I studied, I go, wow, this is, you know, I, I got this treasure, this this book in my hand that doesn't have verses missing. And we talked a lot about verses that were added, verses that were changed, verses that were missing, and a lot of the newer Bibles. And so we started to meet, and I I kind of met a few other people. I met a lot of other Christians, uh, and within about a year, we started a Bible study. And there was about eight of us at one point, and that continued for at least a year or so. And uh, different commitments, people had jobs, and there were a couple of people with health problems, and there were a couple of people that had passed <clears throat> uh, from the group during that time period. And uh, in 2009, about two, two years later after I had met, uh, met CJ, um, his, his wife had passed away. She had diverticulitis, and she had some... A lot of mental problems, and it was very difficult for him to to deal with 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 that marriage. And it was kind of neat because for me, CJ was the only family that he had here. Uh, CJ had family that lived in in uh, Lamar's Iowa. He had a, a, a nephew, and he had some sisters, and uh, his his first wife. And, and daughter were kind of estranged, and there, there was some issues there. And uh, uh, they lived out in in Colorado, so he never he never saw saw them. And um, so uh, he, at her passing, he he gave a uh, a message at the funeral home. It was kind of neat. He, he did it on the uh, Jesus as our shepherd, and it was kind of neat because there were a lot of unbelievers there, and um, that had not heard the gospel, so he made sure that he got the gospel in and, and also in remembrance of his, of his wife. 
And so kind of moving along, we, we, uh, I started going to Fenton Crossing Bible Chapel, and he started going there with me, and we went there for a couple of years. And, and uh, I left there after, after about a year or so. And um, uh, CJ had told me, goes, well, we really want to find a church that, that, that really you know, honors the King James Bible because he was really, you know, at that point I was pretty, pretty convinced on that. And so we found an independent Baptist church out in um, West County. And we started going there, and there was, there was some good preaching. The problem was there was a lot of legalism. You know, one guy told me why, asked me why I wasn't wearing a tie and things like that. And there was just a lot of majoring on minors and still, instead of really majoring on the majors. And there was a lot of altar calls, and there was some lordship salvation issues. So because of all that, we both agreed, CJ and I both agreed, that we're, we would have to leave there because it was just not a fruitful situation because there was just too much legalism and not really studying the Word of God and not really understanding grace uh, the way he and I uh, uh, understood it. So we went on to uh, the Maplewood Bible Chapel after that. We were there for a couple of years. And, um, you know, the thing that was neat about CJ, in all the years, I've known CJ for 12 years, 13 years, and i never seen CJ ever get angry. And uh, he, he always had great temperament. And the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because it was, you know, the scripture says to be angry and sin not. I only saw CJ got, get angry one time. And we were meet, meeting with the elders over the manuscripts and the King James and stuff like that and arguing the case and stuff. And, and I don't remember exactly what led up to it, but there was so much anger because there were, some of, of the, the backlash that we were getting from some of the elders that were that just didn't agree at all with what he was talking about. And CJ was very had a very good memory. He could read all this stuff and memorize it. I mean, he could remember all of the people that wrote things, you know, manuscripts, and he, he remembered years and people that both on the on the bad side and the, on the good side of the issue. And I don't remember exactly what happened, but he took his Bible and he just said, no, and he just slammed it down. And, and one of the elders was like, what, what are you doing, brother? What are you doing? And, and he finally calmed, calmed down after that. But that was the one and only time that, um, that uh, uh, I ever saw C.J. lose his cool. So after that, we, we joined a, a church called Bethel Community Church, and I, I was there for a couple of years. And... Um, at that point, C.J. didn't really want to go to church anymore. He was just kind of frustrated because he really wanted to go to a place where he could, you know, hear the King James being preached from the pulpit. And uh, I tried to get him to go, and it was just part But one thing that was really neat is they, we arranged it to where um, that he could come and actually speak to the elders, and the elders actually let him speak for an hour three weeks in a row. They, they actually allowed him to, he brought all his books, and he went in there, and he just, I mean, he really did a very good job of, of defending the, the, the Texas Receptus and, and the, the good manuscripts that came out of Antioch, rather than the manuscripts that came out of Alexandria, Egypt, which he and I both had studied that a lot of those manuscripts had Gnostic uh, beliefs about Jesus Christ and a lot, a lot of, of what's in the New Testament to, uh, took away from the deity of Christ, which we believe is is very important. So moving along, we, um, you know, I eventually um, 
in about 2014, moving up to kind of more modern times in, in our fellowship, is uh, he had heard uh, an advertisement on KSIV about this dispensational church in Dogtown called St. Louis Bible Fellowship. And I said, yeah, you know, CJ, I remember the, the, the pastor. I used to listen to him, Rick Owsley. He he's really understands dispensationalism really, really good. You know, let's, let's go check it out. So we did. And, of course, the rest is history. We, we, have continu- we continue there from 2014 um, up until uh, he, he started having some health problems. And um, what was interesting is when we started coming here, within a year we started, um, I, I told uh, Paul Wantana Peruta about it, and he started coming, and then he told his brothers, and they started coming. And I told my uh, friend Gary Vineyard, and he started coming. And so all of a sudden, there was just this big uh, movement uh, to hear at, at Bible Fellowship. So it was kind of neat. I feel like the Lord really worked it out with CJ and, and I getting here and then bringing more people in. And uh, um, um, it, it was just a... Um, and we met, and Gary and I and, and, uh, and CJ met at uh, uh, Denny's for a while, and we, we you know, talked about uh, the manuscript things, and we got into rightly dividing later on and, and all that. And, and um, so, uh, and then, uh, so anyway, uh, kind of moving up to the little bit more of the sad portion, a couple of years ago, CJ had some health problems, and he had to have a pacemaker uh, put in, and he had to go into a nursing home, and uh, it, it was uh, he had he had some other issues with uh, diabetes and some thyroid things and stuff like that. But he maintained pretty well. I mean, he was pretty much a beacon there. I mean, he was witnessing to people very very strong in his faith there. I think he was a very uh, good testimony at the at the uh, at the nursing home. And then, uh, unfortunately, you know, about a month and a half ago, he was diagnosed with COVID, and I couldn't go to the hospital to, to visit him, uh, and uh, he died within a week later. But I did get to uh, talk to him on the phone a little bit, and, he's, and I just told him that, you know, God had your back at the cross, and, and, and he, he knew at that point that he was not going to make it, and uh, he went on to be with the Lord. So, um, so that's about it. I just wanted to share... Uh, my life with CJ because uh, he was kind of like a father to me. You know, I, I, I have my dad. I love my dad. But what was neat about CJ is, you know, he was kind of a father figure and also a great brother in the Lord and a, uh, a great person to do ministry with. And we, uh, w- uh, w- one other thing that I'd like to add is that we uh, did a lot of witnessing to people. I mean, there were a lot of people that came into the bread company that were from other denominations, Pentecostals. We were witnessing to Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, Catholic priests. I mean, anybody that we had an opportunity to jump on, oh, we, were, we were very bold, and uh, both of us worked together as a team and uh, witnessed the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's been a wonderful thing. So I'd like to turn the mic uh, over to anybody that would love to come up to this mic over here and share your thoughts of uh, anything that you'd like to share about, about CJ. Uh, CJ, uh, most everybody knew him, and just secular speaking, we know his love for the Lord. 
So that's a given. He, he wore it on his sleeve. He loved the Lord. So that being said, but let's just look at how the secular world would have looked at him a little bit, which by that, by that view, people paid notice to him and then would probably listen to the, to the witness that he had. The man was a gentleman, a very, very steadfast gentleman. The word is used uh, uh, just flowingly about all men. Well, gentlemen, it holds a high esteem in my opinion, and, and he, he set the standard for that. So uh, we will miss him, we, we all will. And, uh, and he loved the Lord, and I hope everyone else here loves the Lord and, and understands the gospel message that he, you know, tried to uh, always wear on his sleeve. And we'll, we'll miss him, uh, but uh, us that are in Christ, we'll see him one day. So there's the, there's the happiness about that. And it's about all there is when someone passes is knowing that if, uh, if they are saved and you are, you will see them again. Hello. I just want to say that CJ had all the qualities that all of the members that I've known over my years of being involved, 33 years of being involved in this church, as a genuine Christian. And he's also brilliant. He would incite intrigue with just the simplest statement for you to want to study out and realize there's more to this, that it's a mystery, and, and the information is available to us. And to just be able to state that in such a, a simple way, um, but catch your attention. And he was just a very kind man, and we'll miss him here. This is Blaze. We just want to say that CJ was not afraid to tell the truth, and he was not afraid of the evil that happens in the world. He knew that his God was bigger than all the evil that is happening. And I just, I, I remember when he first went into the nursing home, and he felt so excited about the ministry opportunity that he had. And I just, I can't describe the excitement that he had to, to minister to people. It's just like, something I haven't seen before. So he's missed, for sure. Anyone else? Yeah, come on. And then Hank, you come on up too, brother. Okay. Yeah, CJ was a good friend and uh, I heard a couple of uh, things characterizing him. Uh, courageous he was, and uh, gentle he was, and a gentleman. And uh, you know, to me, he was a really good example of um, someone who fulfilled his ministry. You know, we, we see that in the word. And, um, and he was also an example uh, of somebody who had really strength. Uh, the word meekness comes to mind, which means strength under authority 
And, and that's what he was. He, he was not meek, really, but he, he was strong, really. He was very courageous. But it, the, uh, just quickly, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem another better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. That was CJ. He was compassionate. He cared about you, and you knew that as soon as you talked to him. So, love you, brother.